8.14, it is the morning show here on KDAL. Neil Atkins joining us here on a Monday morning. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Dave. How uh, are you? Just what we need is another war in the Mideast here to start things off over the weekend. Yes, a lovely weekend. My Thousands goodness. of people dead and oh. wind injured. You've got um, mm-hmm. hostages taken. Yeah. The Israelis bombing uh, areas where they suspect Hamas is. And right. that, uh, the, this... Um, Terror, and Hamas is uh, yeah. known as a terrorist group. Uh, they're under the guise of Iran. Oh. And apparently they believe that Iran has been directing them on this whole attack on mm-hmm. Israel. So, uh, you know, they're right across right across the border there. And right. On the uh, Gaza, the Gaza area. Mm-hmm. Apparently Israel has cut off all electrical, fuel, food shipments, the whole nine yards. All right. Airlines have diverted their uh, commercial airlines from landing in Israel. Cruise ships that were going to Israel have been diverted to Cyprus. Right. And on and on and on. We'll see how bad this goes. Uh, the There was an outdoor concert, and the uh, militants or Hamas um, came in and machine gunned down and killed two, 300 people, took a bunch My of people con- hostage. This is... a. Uh, uh, are they as bad as ISIS? I guess that's the question I have now. ISIS was well, killing everybody. Yeah. Uh, these people just want to kill Jews. I see. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the turmoil that's going on in the Mideast there, and I, I saw a group called Democratic Socialists in the area here has endorsed three city council candidates, and they came out condemning Israel, how barbaric Israel is, and how wonderful the Palestinians and Hamas are. I've got oh, the my, really? press release here that I can read you later. And right. there are groups out there that, that think that oh. the, uh, uh, you know, death to Israel and mm-hmm. let them go. Right. And what's interesting is on this whole history, this goes back thousands of years. Well, I know. The that's Jewish the people, that's their homeland. Right. The Palestinian people, I believe, are were called in the biblical days the Hittites, okay? Right. So that's their homeland. Right. And now you've got these Why three. Why can't we just get along? You've got well, you got yeah. three religions that right. are stirring up the pot. You got Islam, well, Judaism, and Christianity. We have several religions here in the U.S. We don't war against each other, but they do. I know oh, that's weird. It's been going on. At forever. least nine Americans, by the way, among the dead after yeah. that attack over the weekend. That's what the latest. All right, Bruce Siski is here on a sporting note. Good morning to you, Bruce. Uh, good morning. The Minnesota Twins a six-two win over Houston last night in Game Two of the American League Division Series. Carlos Correa. You know, it's amazing. The game doesn't change. It's the same. They have nine innings and three yeah. strikes and three outs and that whole bit <laughs> when we get to October. Right. But there are some players uh, over the course of time, it doesn't matter the, the sport, it doesn't matter you know, the, the, the era, there are some players that just find a way to raise their level of play oh, well, when yeah. it matters most. Yeah. And whatever it is they're doing, it, it, they might not even be thinking about it, but they do it. Carlos <laughs> yeah. Correa is one of those guys. Oh, jeez. I knew Mr. October. He's got eight hits yeah. in four playoff games. He drove in three runs last night on a three-hit night. Pablo Lopez, his second consecutive stellar postseason start, seven scoreless innings, six hits, seven strikeouts. He now has an ERA of 0.71. <laughs> wow. Conceding one run yeah. in 12 and two-thirds innings so far in the playoffs. Why can't he pitch in every game? <laughs> there you go. State law. Oh, uh, really? 1-1 uh, one, uh, one series heads to Target Field for Game 3 tomorrow. Our coverage, two first pitch at 3 here on KDAL. Say, uh, Bruce, I'm really glad I didn't do something yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the Vikings game. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, mean, I heard all about it. But, yeah. The Vikings have not won a game 
by 17 points or more in six years. Holy cow. Well, that's uh, a statistic you, I didn't realize. You've got to try, it feels like, to play in games that are close every single week. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it, it's, it's just been crazy. Uh, another one-score game yesterday. KC gets the money 27-20. Vikings are 1-4. and four. They'll head to Chicago on Sunday to take on the Bears, who, yes, the Bears are 1-4, and four and they are not good. Mm-hmm. But Justin Fields has thrown for like 650 yards over the last two games. Really? Okay. Yeah, so the Vikings might want to come correct defensively going into that game on Sunday. Justin Jefferson suffered a hamstring injury late in yesterday's game. And I'm going to, if you guys don't mind here, I'm just going to check my phone. And I have not done this yet to see if there's anything new. This morning, sometimes these things tend to leak out early in the morning. Um, Tests are coming, it looks like, on Jefferson, so we'll find out maybe more a little later on today on his status. Packers on Monday Night Football, their Mm. only game at a 23-day stretch. Yeah, that's bizarre. A weird schedule. So they had Mm -hmm. the the Thursday game, September 28th, at home against Detroit. They play tonight which is 11 days later against the Raiders on Monday Night Football, yeah. 7-15 on AM 7-10. Coverage starts at 5. And then they don't play again until October 22nd because they have Sunday? to buy next week. Yeah. So one game in 23 days. Unbelievable. Well, that's good. If hopefully Get them all healed up. Get some and guys healed up and healthy. Just hope and they don't forget how to play football. There's <laughs> yeah, you got to be sharp. Otherwise, it it's like riding a bike. It's well, like it's riding okay. a bike. Okay, yeah. Come on now. All right. That's what they'll tell you, Neil. <laughs> that, that's they, they, they might be lying when they say that. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Minnesota United fired longtime head coach Adrian Heath on Friday. Only coach they've had since they joined Major League Soccer in 2017. And the Verge of missing the playoffs this year for the first time in four years. Minnesota United knocked off LA Galaxy Saturday 5-2 behind a franchise record four goals from Timu Puki. Uh, Minnesota still has a very outside chance of making the playoffs. They'll absolutely need a win in their finale October 21st mm. at Kansas City. College Volleyball UMV swept Sioux Falls Friday, fell in four sets to eighth-ranked Southwest Minnesota State. On Saturday, Gustavus Adolphus swept Saints Scholastica Friday. Saints came back for a three-set win over Concordia Moorhead on Saturday. A couple of wins over the weekend for UWS volleyball team. The Yellow Jackets beat Bethany Luther in straight sets on Friday. Martin Luther in five sets on Saturday. College soccer, UMD draws Mary Friday 1-1, beat Minot on Saturday, one, or yesterday, I should say, 1-0 at Miloski Stadium. And uh, high school soccer playoffs are mm-hmm. underway as soon as today in Minnesota Ooh, sections. Right. My goodness, go. that's a quick season. you got a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're very busy. And we got a Bruce Siski show, too, after 10 this morning. What's happening uh, today, that Bruce? That we do. We'll talk, uh, talk, to, uh, talk Bulldog football with Jeff Papis today. Oh, yeah. Also, UMD Athletic Director Forrest Carr on the radio show at about 10.35. Thank you, Bruce. 8.21 now at KDAL. Uh, somebody on the phone. Hi, who's this? It's Tracy calling for Neil. It's for his Tracy. Request. Tracy <laughs> Lundeen? Yes, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk the Go Show, Neil. Right. Go, go, go! Now, uh, do you tell us about the Go Show? Well, now, let's, we'll there, find out about the Go Show now, when we come back. We will. We will. Yeah. And remember, I just one question: Are there Go Go dancers? Oh, yeah, of course, there are. I oh, so. great! All right, hold on. We'll be right back with uh, Neil and Tracy. The KDAO Morning Show. And we are back, the morning show here on a Monday, the 9th of October. A little Neil, uh, little Neil Atkins and Roy Orbison here together with 
There Tracy you go, Lundy. Lundy. I can, you know, I could never get that high note like uh, well, Roy. Listen, Roy has got quite an octave. He does. I don't think anybody can sing like Roy. Or well, you know, Tracy Lundin is on the phone with yeah. us, and he played in all kinds of bands. Now, Tracy, <laughs> could you hit notes like Roy? No, nobody can hit notes no. like Roy. See, Roy is one of well was one of a kind. Yeah, yeah that's and for nobody sure. can hit notes like Neil Atkins doing Johnny Cash. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the Ring of Fire. Uh-huh. That's it, Neil. That's it. All right, very good. Oh. So Tracy, <laughs> tell us about the Go Show. You renamed it. It used to be the Senior Expo, and you named it uh, the Go Show a couple of years ago. You know, and it was really a it was really a personal issue of mine. You know, I'm I'm not into the senior citizen stuff. You know, sure. where uh, Dave, Dave, Neil, myself, what? we're all we're in that era. You know, no, and, no, and I don't like being classified <laughs> as some elderly. I, and not, no offense to my elderly friends, you know, yeah. but. I kind of I kind of like this idea of uh, of you know the people that I know in my generation are still going like crazy. Look at Dave, you're working. Neil, you're working. I'm working. We're going on vacations. We're doing stuff. So we came up with this Go, which is an acronym uh, for getting older, and it's just something we could have a little fun with. We like still it. call it the Duluth Senior Go Show. There you uh, go. Just give it a little more fun. Now, well, what is... do you got going at the Go Show this year? Well, we've got about 100 different uh, opportunities to get information. So whether that be everything from travel to assisted living, independent living, downsizing your home, going on a vacation, financial stuff, uh, experts like uh, Dan Conrad from... uh, from MediQuest, uh, talking all about mm-hmm. Medicare, uh, as people graduate into Medicare, as they like to call it, when you turn 65, lots and lots and lots of options. But in addition to that, we've got uh, live music uh, going on all day, and, uh, well, you know, from 9 to 2, the event goes. Mm-hmm. So What kind, what kind of music do you have down there? Didn't I hear Shimaleskis with you? Yeah, you have to have Florian Shimoleski, the living legend. And I'll tell you, he draws people of all ages every year. And this year we've put him on a little later in the show. So more people, he gets people coming from all over the area, and they were kind of complaining because we have them play too early. So Ricky Lee Biggs is going to do his uh, crooning and stuff around 945. Then we've got the Blue Water Big Band, which is a new attraction this year. The Blue Water Big Band is going to be performing at 11 a.m., and then the Shimoleskis are going to hit the stage at 1230. Also, uh, in, and that's in Pioneer Hall. We're also going to have a few craft vendors in Pioneer Hall, and we're also going to have some pickleball demonstrations. Pickleball, there you go. And, of course, that's all the rage now. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't pickle, but <laughs> I probably end up... <laughs> <laughs> I laid out somewhere. Right? Well, that that really exploded all over the place. Yeah, I yeah. never heard of it a couple of years ago in Bamo. It's out there. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a very very big deal. All right. And uh, I think it's something we could probably play. <laughs> probably, yeah. I think it's set up for that. It's not as intense as tennis. Uh, I used to yeah. play some tennis, and you could get uh, some people that took it way too seriously. And I was kind of a, a lay. Laid-back tennis player. Ah. But then I'll tell you, the game that I used to play when I was in the military, I played handball. And we had handball courts, and that one would get really fast. And that little ball, you hit that with your hand, and if you get hit by it, uh, it can be an oucher, to say the least. So yeah, I got, in, I got into some heavy-duty uh, badminton in the badminton. day. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Are those guys singing down the hall again? This oh, morning, they always do it. We, oh, yeah, we're they, used to it. They just yeah, they're, uh, make all they, kinds they of They were noise. yelling down there a couple of minutes ago. So 
So, now, tr- Tracy, I, so uh, so you've had this show. You've you've had your shows going on at the deck forever. All kinds of uh, action. I uh, do. You, do you have any insight of what's going on with the deck? They've got some serious financial issues down there. Yeah, I've got a little bit. And and uh, first, let's go back to the Go Show. You sure. can get free tickets in advance mm-hmm. right now at Essentia Pharmacies throughout the entire region, or you can get them at Perkins Restaurants in Duluth. Superior and Cloquet, and uh, MediQuest has them, and many of our exhibitors have them. But remember, if you don't get the free ticket in advance, there is a $5 fee at the door. Parking is free, wow. courtesy of Medica. Very oh, nice. Free parking at the deck. Yeah. Holy so now, Tracy, You don't have day? to be 60 or older to attend, no. either. No. no, you don't. A Not lot right. of people are part of the sandwich generation in their 40s and 50s, yeah. and they're there helping their parents. So, okay. Tracy, what day is this now? Next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, okay. at the deck from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sounds like a deal. Sounds right. like a deal. Now, I didn't mean to. Uh, I sounded like a politician avoiding your question. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, it's in no, the papers. Wanted, uh, yeah. The Hartman's gone to the city council asking for a, a million-dollar uh, line of credit. Some people think that they gave them a million bucks, just like... Uh, no, uh, some other politicians give away monies, but uh, it's a line of credit. So there's so much bad information out there. When you read the posts under some of the threads on social media, first of all, the city doesn't own the deck; it's an authority. It's a state-created authority. Okay, so there's 11 board members. Four of them are appointed by the governor. Seven of them are appointed by the mayor. Okay, technically the. The board governs the building, and they hire the executive director, okay? The executive director <clears throat> and then their staff hire all the employees. It's as simple as that. The other great one I hear all the time, Neil, is that they're, they're just shocked that the deck allowed a competing building to be built on their property. <laughs> oh, yeah, they think Amsoil owns it, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amsoil is a naming right, no different than the Iron Trail Motors Event Center in Virginia or the Amsoil Arena. It's owned by the deck. They paid money to have their name on it. End of story. So, you know, you get a few of those, you know, those original things out of the way, and then you come down to dollars and cents. Um you know, they came They came out of COVID. Um, you know, they had to let go an awful lot of people during COVID. They opened the doors back up. In fact, I had the first expo uh, at the deck after COVID uh, ended. And we used a model that actually a number of people around the state used with one-way traffic and two different sessions instead of one to come to our wedding show. And we spaced the booths, and we did all this stuff. And uh, it, it was it was cool. Things were going again down there. And I never heard of any financial problems or any layoffs until I mean, or any big issues until, you know, maybe two or three months ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like they had hired an awful lot of new people down there. And I'm not talking the hot dog slingers or, or the, you know, the people that set up the booths. I'm talking about marketing people and I'm talking about uh Salespeople, but not necessarily convention salespeople. So, yeah, a little bit of a head scratcher for me. But I don't know. They they must have a plan. And uh, but I know a couple of those people now have been let go. So, well, and I know uh, there's been some political turmoil out there too, pointing fingers. And I see oh, yeah. somebody tried to throw uh, Roger Reinert under the bus because he was the interim director for about a year down there. 
and uh, on and on and on. So uh, well, let me tell you about that. That guy had the toughest job in the world, and he came in as interim director for what eleven months. Yeah. And and he he and Jeff Stark. He'll he'll probably tell you this himself. Jeff Stark, who got let go. Uh, Jeff Stark was instrumental in, uh, in in getting that place from before COVID to after COVID. Wow. And uh, so none of this, in my opinion, having been there, I've been doing events at the deck for 40 years, and I've also been on the deck board. So I've got a little perspective. Um, I don't, I, I think this is all uh, stuff that's happened in the last uh, couple of years. You can say the business models changed and COVID changed things, but there's business out there. You just got to be out there hustling it. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thanks for yeah. uh, your comments and the Go Show next Tuesday. Absolutely, oh, I can't wait to see everybody. It's always fun for me and uh, Neil. Uh, I hope you pop in and say hi to us. I, I I may. That's usually my day up in Two Harbors, but I may swing by before I head up there. Well, bring a bus down. Bring bring all your pals from <laughs> Okay, Tracy. All right. Thanks, Tracy. 8.33 here day. at uh, KDAL. We'll be right back. Coming up on 8.37, it is the morning show here on KDAL. little uh, Beach Boy music here to make you feel a little warmer on a cold oh. October morning. Boy, I'll tell you, this weekend we uh, <laughs> got a lot of things done. I, yeah. I, I had frost on my uh, vehicle this morning. Did you really? Had to go out digging in the garage to get Ooh. the scraper. yeah. And, uh, but it was 34 degrees when I was yeah. coming down out on the road. And, uh, yesterday we got a lot of stuff done. I was up on a man lift yesterday with a, really? a friend of mine cleaning out gutters and he was cutting down trees and living dangerous. Saturday and Sunday we cut down trees and got the boat out of the lake on Saturday. <laughs> Holy so, cow, Neil. Yeah. Before the, before the freeze up. All right. Now Tom, all I have uh, to do is get the dock out. Yeah. There you go. Tom from Fort Wing is on the phone. Hey, Tom. Tom. What's shaking? Well, good morning. Uh, yeah, I wanted to link uh, a little bit of Columbus Day turning into Indigenous Peoples Day mm-hmm. and along with what's happening um, in Israel today. Well, Tom, and now it's it's three days in one here today. It's officially on the federal level, Columbus Day. And what's interesting, as I watched the news reports this morning, there was no mention of Columbus Day. It was all Indigenous mm-hmm. Peoples Day, which Minnesota and Wisconsin recognize as a, as a holiday. Yeah. But it's also Leif Erikson Day, too. Ah. And uh, Leif Erikson Day is supposedly Leif Erikson's birthday, the one that actually uh-huh. discovered North America for the <laughs> Europeans centuries before, yes. what is it, about uh, 400, years, yeah. uh, 400 years before Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. And, of course, they... Native American populations of North, Central, and South America already here. They didn't realize they were being discovered because they already knew they were here. That's right. So anyway, there right. you go. Well, here's here's why I'm linking the two together. You know, we're kind of morphing from Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, and we have a two-state solution, and our two-state solution is kind of working, and it works only when you have one dominant power, which would be the United States of America, and all these indigenous nations that are very, uh, well, they're not as powerful as the United States of America. I'll leave it at that. And what's happening in Israel is for anybody who ever suggests a two-state solution, this is usually what happens in a two-state solution. You have war. You have people at each other's throat. I think we just witnessed a couple weeks ago in Armenia with the Azerbaijanis uh, being 
uh, booted out of their homes uh, because the other people don't want them there. I mean, this is what happens. And, and whenever people suggest two-state solution, you can only do it if you have a situation like we do, where one is dominant, the other one is subservient. It's the only way it works. And as far as the Israeli people laying claim to uh, that territory, uh, that goes back Several thousand years B.C. Yep. I do not understand. I, your your uh, mentioning of the Hittites is is interesting, but uh, the people that are there right now, this is a war between Islam and Judaism. Yes, it is. And uh, Islam was not brought to the front of the stage till after 600 A.D. Yep. So these are not truly Hittites. These are Islamic people who have moved into that territory. And I'll say one last thing. If the Jewish people cannot claim Israel all for themselves, then the Chinese cannot claim the Great Wall, the Italians cannot claim Rome, and Egypt cannot claim the pyramids. There you go. I mean, it is, it is really quite unbelievable to me that these interlopers uh, could come in late to the table, you know, and say, oh, this is our territory now. Really, it isn't. It's about the Temple Mound and the Al-Aqsa Mosque that was built over the Temple Mound, okay? So, uh, and I do believe my history is correct, that the Jewish people at the Temple Mound way before the Al-Aqsa Mosque was built. And that really is the crux of this fight here. You know, it's between Islam and Judaism, and it's about a really small piece of real estate. Yeah. Humans have this great propensity to fight fiercely for little parcels of land that they believe are theirs. Fortunately, in this country, the Native American have acquiesced to the United States government, you know, uh, because if not, we would be having uh, wars still with, with these same people that mm-hmm. were defeated. Uh, finally, in the late 1800s. Yeah, no, you got that. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. 8.42 now at KDAL. Good morning. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA at 8.44. Born in the USA. Uh, Neil, guess what Wall Street is uh, opening at this morning? You know, I thought it was going to be closed today, but it's not. So, no, Even though it is Columbus Day. Columbus Day will probably be a light day <laughs> I don't today. think you're going to get mail delivery today. There's no mail today. Yeah, right. Federal government offices are closed. There so you go. Sit sides. I'll say it's uh, up. Lower. Okay. Investors well. obviously reacting to the Hamas attack on Israel. Well, that... And oil prices are spiking. Not oh, sure. that anything has been disrupted yet, no. but just on the threat that it might be at some point. Well, the markets do oh. reflect on fear out there. I guess There's so. There's instability. They don't like that. And Shares of U.S. airlines also falling as major carriers are canceling flights to Tel Aviv. Yes, they are. Yeah. At well, the opening bell, the major averages all lower this morning. Smart Sorry. to be uh, keeping out of harm's way there. Hopefully things yeah. get resolved over there. So, uh, so we have uh, another political group here called um, the DSA. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Democratic Socialists, Twin Ports DSA endorses uh, several 
several candidates for city council. But it's interesting is the three candidates that they're endorsing are also endorsed by the DFL, the Democratic Party. So I'm okay. trying to figure out wow. what's the difference between the DFL and the Democratic <laughs> Socialist. So here's what they say. They're pleased to announce that they're endorsed Wendy Durwatcher, who is running for District 1 City Council, Miranda Pacheco, who is running at large, and Jenna Yelke is running at large. Okay. Three candidates will fight for people over profit as Democratic Socialists. I see. That's what they say in their All endorsement right. deal. <laughs> so then, uh, what's interesting on the on the uh, uh, on the group here, I've got a, I'm I'm looking at the old uh, thing here that I pulled up. All right. And uh, let's see. So then they it goes on to uh, it goes on to say that the uh, the um, uh, uh, c- condemning Israel for its barbarism and standing behind the Palestinians. This mm. is what the Democratic Socialists do. This is a statement they put out after the attack. A lot, yeah, they, oh, they okay. yeah, oh yeah, they. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, a, a group that endorses yeah. terrorism in the Middle East wow. is endorsing some local candidates. Isn't All that right. special? But again, the local candidates, even though they are endorsed, I don't know. Is that uh, do they? Agree with what uh, the DSA has said? We have no idea. Oh, okay. None of them Just have one. agreed to come on the radio show. Well, We've offered it and offered <laughs> it and offered it. <laughs> we haven't asked that question and, anyway. So. And none of them uh, come right. on. So we've got uh, almost a month left here mm. before the election. Yeah. So for the candidates running at large, we'd love to have you on the show here sometime. For mm-hmm. District 1, we'd love to have you on. Uh, we've had uh, both candidates for District 5. We've had uh, one at-large candidate come on the show. We've mm-hmm. had the mayor. We've uh, reached out to Roger Reinert, asking him to come on. And uh, oh, right. uh, he's he responded, but we haven't set a date yet. I see. Well, and, uh, time is drawing short, Roger. And uh, <laughs> the 4th District, we've had yeah. Tara Swenson on. We've right. offered it to Howie Hansen. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he complained that we didn't ask him personally or something like that. Oh, but uh, the station has uh, sent out emails to him asking him to. Mm. He's welcome to come on, and we've repeated this numerous times. I know right. uh, he goes on Brad Bennett show from time to time. So well, there you go. And he's a former city councilor. So uh, so anyway, so we've got all that, and then there's school board races and the whole nine yards coming up. The uh, what's interesting is uh, the the newspaper did a thing this uh, weekend, mm. uh, the two days that they actually print. These caricatures of the mayor and Roger Reinert are kind of interesting. They got a good artist there, uh, and of course they're talking about that this is the most uh, challenged race since 2007, and yeah. that's when uh, Charlie Bell and and Don Ness challenged then Mayor Herb Bergson mm-hmm. in the primary. Uh, this primary that we had in August, 13,000 people turned out to vote. Yeah. Back in 2007, 21,000 people came up. But back in 07, mm-hmm. uh, the primary was in September. Oh, okay. They had changed yeah. it a few years ago to being in August. So uh, what happened in that race in 2007, the incumbent mayor, Herb Bergson, uh, was defeated in the primary. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Bell came in first, mm-hmm. Donnie Ness second, yeah. by a thinner margin. In this primary, we had Mayor Emily Larson come in second, a distant second, uh, to Roger Reinert coming in first. Reinert got 63% of the vote, and Larson ended up getting 35% of the vote. So, and there was not really a strong, there was not a strong third candidate there in that mix. So, uh, so this is going to be interesting to see next month. 
Has anybody done any polls up. or anything? Or I don't know. I've not any, heard. I've not I haven't heard, heard any either. That's, a lot of times the primary is kind of a, a poll. But well, I suppose. But, yeah. but with the only 13,000 mm. you know, people, uh, 2007, it was almost twice as many people showed right. up in the primary. And uh, normally in the general election, it's more than 50,000 right. people show up to vote. So, so it could be so a we'll really interesting race, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, people thought mm-hmm. the mayor was a slam dunk uh, getting through. Uh, maybe a lot of her supporters didn't go out to vote in the primary, right. and her people will rally in the general election. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the folks on the Reinert side see the mayor as uh, toast, basically, in the general election because Reinert had such a wide margin. But you can't get cocky on these races, <laughs> let me tell you. If you Obviously, do, right. somebody comes behind you and smacks you in the back yeah, yeah. of the head. It ain't over till it's over. That's right. We've got to see what happens when yeah. it's over. It's 8.51 now, and we'll be back. More of the morning show on KDAO. Eight fifty four. Can you hear me now, Neil? No. All right. Switching the headsets. <laughs> All right. Here Oil you. traders preparing uh, for the market to move after the sudden eruption of war. All eyes now on Iran, a major oil producer and a key backer of the Hamas group yeah. that launched the offensive in Israel. Uh, so Iran, also an OPEC member, has expressed support for the Palestinian attack. Experts believe the impact on oil prices will be limited unless we see the war between the two sides expand to a regional war. That's where the U.S. and Iran could get directly involved, and that would really do a number of That would not prices. be a good deal. No. So, uh, All right. The, so that's where the, we stand. It's, the problem with this whole deal. But the 3% rise in uh, crude oil prices yeah. because of overnight or over the weekend stuff here here's what it what will happen if right. uh if israel says okay we're going to lay down our arms then they'll all come in and kill every israeli citizen and push them out well this is not a resolve this no. is not resolving anything and mm-hmm. back to the democratic socialists here in our local area and there are uh, a, a group uh, around the country but the uh, uh dsa is steadfast in expressing our solidarity with Palestine, and they go. Today's events are a direct result of Israel's apartheid regime, a regime that receives billions in funding from the United States. So these they're anti-U.S. government also, and the violence and the occupation. Free Palestine. That's from the mm-hmm. Democratic Socialists who are endorsing some of our city council candidates. So, mm-hmm. so we have splinter groups in this country that stir up the pot, and obviously uh, this group doesn't like Israel at all. Mm. And I think Tom put it together. I mean, the Israelis, it's its between Islam. It's, it has nothing to do about the historic peoples mm-hmm. of the area because uh, many of the peoples, the Semite people, are, are fighting each other because of religion. This is all about religion. It has yeah. nothing to do about anything else. And the, they're still fighting the caliphate wars back in, uh, you know, the late 900s, 1500s. Uh, you know, southern Europe and Spain was occupied mm-hmm. by this uh, huge empire. 
that uh, came in and stormed in uh, under the flags of Islam. And eventually, the uh, Northern Europe, the Europeans were able to push them back. And uh, the last ditch empire was the Ottoman Empire, which was defeated during World War I because they sided with Germany and those allies at that point in time. So the point is, it's, it's religion here. Right. And we go well, there's to, that little strip of land, too, that apparently yeah. uh, they both think it belongs to them. So, Well, they all th- see, the Palestinians yeah. think all of Israel belongs to them. I see. And uh, the Jews, we can show historically for mm-hmm. thousands of years. Have been there. We're there. Yeah. They're, the na- they're the native peoples mm-hmm. also there. Right. So you have democratic socialists throwing the Jewish mm-hmm. nation, uh, the Israeli nation, under the bus. Mm-hmm. Yet those people historically have been there for thousands and thousands of years. So anyway, there you have it. All right. Well, more on the war, I guess, at the top of the hour from CBS. We'll hear more, that's for sure. Meanwhile, the United Auto Workers strike now in day number 25, and the uh, union members at the Volvo Group-owned Mack Trucks also went on strike today after rejecting a tentative contract agreement. So instead of solving this, it's expanding, apparently. Everybody wants more money, and and locally there's groups out there demonstrating they want more affordable housing. And on and on and on, and there's a shortage of housing, and they're upset right. about rent. If you uh, qualify for subsidized yeah. housing, uh, a third of your income goes to housing, and that's the max if you qualify for Section 8 housing. And apparently there's not enough of it for people that are in the lower income brackets. According to the UAW president, a majority of workers voted against a deal that included a 19% pay raise. They're looking for a 40% yeah. pay yeah. raise. Yeah. Well, there wow. you go. Wait, All right, wait. well, good luck, and... Well, I mean, if you wanted to get a vehicle of any sort, it's <laughs> going to be a long wait. It's hundred years. grand. There you go. Yeah, the price is on the road, and it's going to keep going up because there's a limited supply. Obviously, yep. they're not making any more, which is not a good thing. All right, Neil, have a good rest of the day today and tomorrow, and we'll catch you on Wednesday. We will. We'll see you then. Got some uh, mamas and papas on this Monday, Monday, singing about Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. Take us up to news time at nine o'clock.